Today's podcast is a mashup of three clips that Gary shared on LinkedIn, where he talks about his points of views on building culture, trust in the workplace, and how to manage a team with empathy and kindness. Have you ever felt micromanaged at work? In this clip, Gary talks about why he trusts his team blindly. I think people say no too often because they fear ramifications. I don't think micro losses are scary and empowering people to make decisions is how you scale. And to me, I've always thought that somebody doing an 86 instead of my 100 is better than not doing it at all. Plus, how am I ever gonna learn if somebody is capable without giving them a chance? Like eventually you have to let your kid swim. Eventually you have to let them swing the bat. Um, and so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely not driven by fear. And people are, and the reason people don't let people do things is they fear it or they have, I mean it's ego. A lot of people don't want their understudies or their direct reports or the people they manage to be better at something than them. It's just insecurity. I say yes, I give trust at first, you can lose it. People are like, trust is earned. I'm like, cool, that seems slow and egotistical. Like, who am I to have it earned? You know, like, great, like, that. Uh, to me, trust is given, and then you lose it if you're a face, incapable, incapable, excuse me, and, um, and have proven that you're not, you're not worthy of the challenge or the, uh, or the role. I think one thing I've noticed, though, that is a counteract to my move is that a lot of times, when you accelerate that too, too soon, people become entitled. They get, they, in the micro, get a little bit of high on their supply and they think they're big And they start having egos underneath you when you were like, watching my people that I empower with like, I trust you blindly, then not trust people blindly underneath them is, uh, is heartbreaking, happens often, and is something I'm thinking a lot about. How do you communicate or how do you distill that same methodology to the people under you so that it's like a prolonged process? I don't. I, I prefer to see what people actually do naturally themselves than try to micromanage it. I think a lot of people never get a true read on somebody because they've over manipulated their tasks and the person is doing exactly what that boss wants. And to me, to me ultimate scale is allowing people to roam free and expose themselves. It's kind of like that rope, right? I'll give you a rope and you can go forever or you can hang yourself with that rope. I think that uh, whatever that analogy is that I've heard in culture, I'm sure is what I'm doing, which is I'm giving unbelievable amounts of rope and some people will run into perpetuity with it and create enormous amounts of happiness and wealth and success and whatever we do together and others will you know, get tripped up on it and get caught up in their bungee cord and, and lose. In this clip, Gary answers a question that he got in the comments on LinkedIn from Mike Jolgren. Mike asked, what's your best piece of advice from the perspective of a new employee learning the culture and building relationships at a new job to earn the trust of leaders within a company? What's the number one thing that you would do in month one? This is a very tough question. It's a question I get on LinkedIn all the time and the thing that really scares me is that when you're an employee within an organization, the best way to get trust often is to pander to the judgment of senior leadership. 
um, which oftentimes, or potentially at times, doesn't align with your actual point of view. So one of the interesting things about that is you could die on your sword and share your points of view authentically and from your truth, which may rub senior leadership the wrong way and then that won't help you win within that organization, but it will help you win with some of the smartest people within that organization in case they go to other places in the future. Or if you just wanna roll up and grow within a company, politics is not very complicated. Spend a lot of time listening and pay attention to what uh, what the bosses are talking about and care about and ladder up into that. That would have never worked for me, but I have a lot of empathy why it works for many. Those are the two ways to look at it. You die in your actual truth sword and then you win outside the company when an executive thought you were smart and goes to another company or you try to pander within it and you kind of bite your tongue and move up within it. That's your choice. You clearly know where I stand. In the third clip, Gary gives advice to a CEO who wants his employees to care as much as he does about his business. Now that we're 22, 25 people, it's not only me that has to believe in it. My hardest thing is that at 2 a.m. when I'm writing on my whiteboard, the plan, the strategy, cash, everything's ironclad. But when I walk into the office, not every, not the other 22 people are as excited as I am. Well, they shouldn't be. They're not making as much economics. But yet I need them to believe it. <laughs> well, then you need to take a step back and realize that you work for them, not they work for you. This is the great struggle that people have to taking things to 100 500, a billion. A lot of people have the actual energy, ambition, fortitude, talent to go from zero to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. They really do. I genuinely believe you can build a $50 million revenue business on sheer will. I lived it. When more humans are involved, you have to turn into a leader and a CEO. And that is a very different thing than being the practitioner. In the same way that I'm popular, I'm I'm gonna build a very big business because I'm a very good manager of people. Because I don't ever require them or hold them to an expectation that's unrealistic based on the ideology of my selfish ambition. The other thing that people don't understand is everyone's driven by different Take every single person, you have only 25, I'm 980, like I wish I had 25. (laughs) Take 25 people to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It would literally take you one week. And sit down with them for an hour and a half and start the conversation of, what do you want out of this job? Money, cool, I'll start working on it. You're at 80K, you wanna make 100, cool. Yes, because you're actually killing it or maybe you don't have the money to do that. Okay, let's just get together in 100 days. Here are the things, radical candor, which I struggled with because I'm positive. Hey, here's what I think you're good at, here's what I think you're bad at, here's how you can get to 100. Next person, bro, I need some more work-life balance. I fell in love with this boy, I love him and I'm working 15 hours a day and just need a few, I just need a half a day on Friday and you're working to two o'clock and I don't want you to think I don't give a f- Cool, you got that, Sally. Next. You will sh- what will happen if you listen for an hour and a half. You wanna talk about people being fired up? They'll get fired up real quick. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Let us know what you think about Gary's tactical business content at Gary V on Twitter. That's Gary V-E-E on Twitter. And follow Gary on LinkedIn for more. Thank you.